Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Uh, welcome to Friday, uh, May 20th, long weekend in Calgary. Um, so anybody who listen, is listening to this, I hope you had a good long weekend. And the weather, I mean, I'm sure it snowed or something because that's what it does on um, the long weekend. So, um, but I hope everybody had a great long weekend. Anyway, how are you today, Dakota? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm just glad the week's over. I don't know what it was about this week, yeah. but it just seemed to be everyone for, for going into it. Maybe it's because everybody going into a long weekend. I find that people get crankier because they're trying to like get everything done because they want to take Friday off and make a long weekend. And so everybody just seemed a little, a little tense this week, but well, we're I'm good. tight. We look tight. Well, I agree with that, but I tried to just be like, screw all y'all. I'm going to be positive and awesome this week. Um, I actually had a really good week. I started training for my half marathon that I signed up for in September. Um, so that's been going really well. I've, um, I was surprised to see that my muscle memory from four years ago when I was more of a runner, um, is still there. So happy to see that it's not going to be a slog over the next 18 weeks training for this. Cause I'm going to be doing three runs a week to train. Um, I had a really Nobody should be running unless someone's chasing you. That's just my philosophy on the whole thing. I love so. running. I know not a lot of people love it, but it's, it's kind of my jam. And then I've been working, I don't know if I mentioned to you that I've been hitting up some boxing classes mm-hmm. over the last little bit. And the last, um, two have been really good. Um, because it's a bit of a slog to learn how to box. It's kind of like golf. It can be really, um, frustrating to learn the coordination and everything and the footwork and like keeping your hands by your face while also punching something. So there was a couple of classes there where I'd like had enough and the last two were really good. So I feel like it's paying off and practice is paying off. So just feeling like really good in my body this week and actually like good energy levels. I changed up some like vitamins and yeah, I I'm feeling, feeling good. Yeah. And work is good. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's because we're going into the, we're going into summer. I've yeah. got my, I went and got all my flowers for my deck and Ooh, if the weather's nice. good this week, I'm going to get my table and all my deck set up. And so the summer office of ABC is going to be underway. So I always say to everyone, if you want to come visit my, visit the summer office for Prosecco and uh, cooler, always. then it's, it'll be open as of the end of May. Also, starting next episode, Alyssa and I are going to be taping everything in person unless we're traveling or something. Um, we're actually going to be doing it down at the social centric headquarters. So, or potentially the AB outside, ABC outside office. Yes. Um, so yeah, we look forward to bringing more clarity to the cast. I know that all of our in-person episodes sound much better. Um, so that'll be lovely. Yeah. So I hear you have a rant today. I do. I do. Lady rant, lady rant. <laughs> lady rant. Um, and it segues perfectly into today's topic. We're going to be ch- chatting a little bit today about social media 
2022 posting with intention. So how to post with intention, get into your groove just because let's face it, you guys, social is a freaking slog right now. Um, It can either be really fun and engaging or it can be a slog. Um, So that brings me to my rant. I have been hearing from clients and friends alike that there's this commentary going around. It's it's an extremist commentary and this happens with social all the time and all the time and it really pisses me off. But things people are saying things like so I heard that Instagram reels are going to be the only thing that matters at the end of this month. <laughs> and frankly, like that's just not realistic and not true. So if you've heard something about the way social media has changed or a trend that has changed or you're feeling anxious about something, what I would suggest you do is do some reading, um, ask around, and but but don't like continue to disseminate the fake information. Because number one, it makes people angsty and upset and it like spreads falsehoods about what's actually happening in the industry. And two, it's just it's just incorrect. Like there's no way in any world that one form of content is going to take over and be the only thing that matters. So just like really watch the way that you're saying stuff like that because again, like it like it impacts so many now, which is kind of a sad thing. But if reels were to really only be the only thing that mattered on Instagram, and I'm not gonna lie to you, they are going to be a very important thing moving forward. And video period on social media is already a very important thing in order to get growth and things like that. Um, But what I'm trying to say is if you are concerned about something or you've heard something, don't continue to spread it. Look into it and figure it out first. Right? Right. I think, yeah. yeah. I I think all the discussion around Instagram now is sending people over the edge a little bit. I think it's clear even from... Um, people that I talk to, I think there's a big fear. Well, it's not even a fear. People are already seeing it. That if you're using Instagram or you're using social media, not just Instagram, but if you're using social media as a sales tool or as a promotional tool, you're drowning. Because unless you're Nike these days, getting any traction on social and people are finding that they're either they're getting frustrated because they feel they're not doing it right or they're just they're not getting views they're not getting uh, uh conversions or anything that they've sort of put in and it's funny because um uh, a friend of ours um who who runs a digital marketing conference <laughs> uh, Mike Morris had actually posted on Twitter the other day he's like is anyone finding Instagram just to be super difficult right now. And they're trying to figure out what to post there or how to post. And I responded to him and just said, my advice is just post what interests you and post what you find impactful. And don't worry about algorithms or the changing anything because you're wasting time and resources. And I always sort of come back to that too, is is like, even as a business owner, post what you find interesting and what you believe your audience finds interesting or will find informative and not worry about all the other stuff. And I think that's one of the things you wanted to talk about today was focusing on your audience and all of that as well. Absolutely. So I think what we wanted to talk about today is exactly what Alyssa kind of just said in the sense that if you feel like you're getting really 
stuck in the matrix of content production and you're almost trying to like, I always call it date, dating the algorithm. (laughs) You're trying to please the algorithm. You're trying to do everything that you've read in order to get more impressions, reach, and then in turn followers, um, sales, like whatever product or service you have. You're trying to get more leads. Um, The way that social is really kind of attracting people right now is through that intentional engaging posting. So as an example, you know, you're not alone. I'm a social media manager. I've been doing this for almost 10 years and I've owned my company for almost six. And I struggle with what to post. So of course, there are things, tools and trainings that you can have in place to make yourself more organized, to lay out kind of how you want to do things but it should always center around what interests you. So I'm terrible at posting on the social-centric account. I think you guys probably know this about me. I'm trying to get better. It's definitely a goal for this year to get better at posting and working on my own presence. But as an example, you know, today, I was scrolling through my phone from a photo shoot yesterday with a client, and I saw that I had this really wicked cool photo of a bottle of champagne that I love. So I was like, ah, it's Friday. Let's pop some bottles. And I just literally said, happy Friday. Let's pop some bottles. This is a great wine store that I love going to. Um, They're not a client of mine. I just really love them. And I was like, it's located in um, a business that we work with or in a building that we work with. But so right there, then and there, I plugged a client, kind of talked a little bit about our work. Plus I gave a shout out to a beautiful business that I love. And I enjoyed doing it because I did it with intention and purpose in spreading the word about um, another business and talking about wine, which I love. So that's a great example of, I really enjoyed that five minutes of my day supporting someone else and talking about something that I love. And to me, that's posting with intention. Agreed. And I, I mean, I've had a beef about this for a long time and Dakota knows my constant rants about PR firms um, going on social and be like, welcome to our client roster, such and such and such. Like, we're so glad to have you on board and blah, blah, blah. And it's the most pretentious and infuriating way to um, welcome team members or clients or blah, 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 because it's so not authentic. And yeah. I understand about businesses wanting to highlight clients or their work or all that kind of stuff. But, but these posts are just, I mean, and they bother me because I'm in that sector and I'm just like, this is, this is, this is not good. And there are ways to talk about your clients or ways to talk about new team members without making yourself look like a self-flagging, like media. Just self-serving. Yeah. Right. And I just, and so even those of us who work in this are terrible at it. And I don't think those, we realize a lot of times how, our posts are coming across to the audience. And that's the sort of other issue too, in terms of if you're a small business owner, and especially if you're a service provider, like we are, and obviously we like to to talk about our clients and talk about our work more so than clients Mm -hmm. specifically, but the way you did it in order in, in sort of creating a, a narrative around um, obviously something you like, which is wine and, you were you created it around the situation that you were in instead of being like, oh, look at us. We we're working with so-and-so and blah blah like totally. Because your audience who is looking at 
your feed, especially as service providers, as business owners, they want to know, um, they want about no, they, they're coming to us for information. They're not yeah. coming to us for self-congratulations. And so yeah. even as, as business owners ourselves, we have to be aware of the audience that actually is looking at our posts and why they're coming to us. And it's not for our own self-promotion purposes. I should actually backtrack there. I said, it's about me. And that, that's not what I meant. What I meant by that is my followers are coming to my page to understand what I do, to yeah. get advice, to get education, um, as well as, you know, to little to learn a little bit more about me as a human being, because maybe they potentially want to work with us or they want to get to know the community that Social Centric has. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's fine to talk about yourself too and and to like tell your story, but not in a way that's like, look at me, look at me, just because it gets pretty taxing, I think. And I, I don't, I, that's just not really what people are looking for right now. No. Um, and two, I mean, I, I know a couple of accounts that I, that I follow um, who do it really well. And they're both actually um, retail clothing um, stores. One is Fox and Wit, Fox and Wit Boutique, and they're out of Maple Ridge, BC. And the other is Birchill Studios and they're in, in Vernon. Um, oh, nice. And so they both sell, I mean, Janine and, and Fox and Wit sells women's clothing and plus size clothing as well. And and um, Sierra with Birchill Studios, she her store is more all encompassing with kids' clothes and uh, women's clothes, but other like household items as well. But what they do really well, and if anybody wants to go check out their Insta stories, they're on Insta stories all the time, so you know them as people and as business owners. Mm-hmm. But they're they're never shilling product. They're wearing their clothes. They're talking about what they're wearing that day. They're talking about um, interesting things going on in their locations they're talking about like so they're selling product but they're not coming on being like look what I'm wearing like, I like, they're not no. doing it in a and I'm like they do it really well and I think a lot of business owners whether you're retail or not can take a lesson from that and just and and they're talking about what they do in a realistic form and mm-hmm. they also share their lives like Sierra insta stories from home all the time with her husband and daughter and so you also get a personal connection to them, but yeah. they're not just coming on and being like, today we have these jeans for $10, come down and get no. like those days. On, on people who are watching social now, like we are all very savvy and that mm-hmm. stuff just does not play anymore. And no. so as a business owner, I know a lot of business owners are very particular about separating their personal and business. And I totally respect that. But if you can't figure out a way to, to seamlessly integrate your 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 clients or your business or in, in into your social media, then maybe rethink how you're doing it. Absolutely, I think that's a great point. Is like the seamless integration of your story with your brand story with your objective, um, and and that's a great example too, Alyssa, that you gave of those two um, accounts, which we will link in the show notes as well is yeah gone are the days of you know come buy x for like ten dollars and and here's the sale item and buy one get one free like certainly you can like advertise you have something going on but you've got to get a little more creative and intentional with how you're doing it so my first piece of advice if you're kind of like, well, what the hell you guys how do we do this like I'm frustrated I'm reaching into the resources of my brain and I don't know how 
is to get authentic and really kind of figure out like, what is the purpose with my business to begin with? And, and also like do a little bit of purpose work with yourself, which I know isn't easy, but figuring out like, why am I doing this? Why do I get out of bed every day to do this? And that's the kind of authenticity and personality that people want to see on social media. Your audience really will thank you. Your channels will grow. It's, it's really... Your content should be about storytelling your story or the story of something in an authentic and meaningful way. That hasn't disappeared. It's, what's, what's changed so much is the format of content. So I know that a lot of people are freaking out over this. So I want to talk a little bit about Reels for a second. So just again, I want to remind you that there's what we want to put forth on social, what channels we do it on, and then the kinds of content that we put out on channels. Obviously, Instagram and TikTok in particular are really popular channels right now. I would almost say they're the top channels that you could potentially be on if your audience is there. If your audience is a little bit older, you're probably not going to get them on Instagram or TikTok. Um, if your audience is somewhere in the you know 18 to 45 realm, then Instagram and TikTok are potentially a good place for you to be depending on your product or service. But in terms of reels, I don't want you guys getting bogged down, freaking out that you have to become a content king or queen and videographer all of a sudden. Reels can be as simple as posting some pictures to the beat of a song. It can be as simple as you know filming something funny that your child does and setting it to a trending sound that's... You know, Someone like myself said, maybe you should give a shot to get that extra reach. There's a, there's a lot of research and education that goes into doing reels properly. And if you really want to up your game and get good at them, then for sure, there's lots of information to be had out there. You can hire someone such as myself or an influencer or a creator to show you how to do them. You can find a course, which I know Alyssa really loves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I don't, you guys don't need to be doing like a reel every day or, you know, like throwing hours and hours and hours into making reels. I think what's been really deleterious to our mental psyches over the last couple of years with social is that there's this expectation that suddenly everybody has to be an expert because of reels, frankly. And you don't have to be a friggin' expert to do well on social media. You do have to kind of educate yourself. You should, you know, you should look into it for sure. But all I'm saying is like just playing around and practicing, much like you would for a sport or an exerciser to get in shape, or you know, with schooling, it's like it's all about educating yourself on how and then just playing around and practicing. But my God, please don't get concerned and freaked out that just because you're not doing reels, nobody's going to see your content on Instagram anymore. That simply is not a fact. So that was my second rant. That, no, and I think that's a really good rant because I, I think that's where a lot of people are getting panicked and anxious right now is, is thinking that because Instagram has announced these changes to the the actual time feed or the timeline of Instagram oh, yeah. that yeah. they will be showing like it'll look more like a TikTok where they're you're scrolling through um reels. Yeah. But Instagram always all social media companies make these 
decisions. And the reason Instagram is doing it is to try to keep up with TikTok. I mean, that's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. But ultimately, these decisions, when they're rolled out, there's always mistakes and there's always issues and there's always things people don't like. And so six months, four, six, eight months down the road, Instagram will make changes to those feed changes that they've already made because their audience will require it. And I will say too, getting into the whole reels thing and becoming a videographer. And I'm the first one to say that I don't like being on camera. I don't, I don't like the whole thing of it. And I mean, a lot of people are like me and it's not so much being on camera, like talking to a camera. It's the work that goes in after the fact of Mm -hmm. the editing and putting it together. So the other thing I would say to people is don't, go out and buy everything. Don't go out and buy a bunch of um, lighting setups and, and all the things that you think you need um, and, and backgrounds and whatever, because yeah. that's a waste of money. And you will yeah. find that as you get into it and you get more comfortable, um, you'll be doing like stories or reels in your car. I, I see a lot of people doing that these days. Like that's a big thing on TikTok too, is people uh, yeah. in your car. But the other thing is, is that if you aren't comfortable, um, I mean, I understand it's your business, it's our business. We are sort of the face of our business. But if you really aren't comfortable being on camera or, and you feel that it's actually going to be detrimental to your brand for you to sort of be the face of there, find someone else to do it. Like, yeah, you have staff that are really great at this and let your staff be the face of your business on reels and let them have a moment. Do you have summer students that you can utilize to come in and sort of get you set up and, and, and get started through the summer? Like, like think outside the box that it just doesn't have to be you. It Um, doesn't. There are multiple different ways to do this. And if other people are excited and willing and good at it, let them do it. Absolutely. And for those of you that it's just you too, um, and you really hate being on camera Uh, there's many other ways to do reels and video that don't have to feature your face, right? It could be as simple as let's say you're a real estate agent or you work in real estate or you're a mortgage broker or something. And you're literally like out on site at in the country um, at a new build or something. It can literally be a reel of you walking around the new build featuring varying different pieces of the house or the construction or the land or the sunrise coming up over the land set to like a beautiful calming sound. There's actually one reel that has been trending for some time. It's like set to some classical ballet music um, about like moments and taking a moment for yourself. And it's like, it's all about like flower fields and sunrises. Like it can be as something as easy as that. The one tip that I would give you guys for reels is do your research into what is trending, meaning what is getting the most views, what is getting the most impressions, what's getting the most clicks. That will definitely help you um, in the sense that you can save the audio and the and you can look at how it was filmed and you can mo- mimic it on your own channel. And generally speaking, when something is doing really well, the algorithm will pick up on it if you do it and it will show it to more people. So that's why people mimic... Um, templates and sounds. And it's very easy to save audio. All you do is click on the audio at the bottom of the reel. And then there's an option at the top of your phone to save it. And then when you go to film, you go into the saved audio rather than selecting a new style of audio and you film it the way you want, but set to the audio. So that's where things like the hands dance came from. Um, 
and the, the calming one that I'm talking about. And then there's a newest one right now where it's like 19 or so pictures um, set to the beat of a specific tune. That one is actually quite easy to make. And you can find tutorials on how to set your pictures to certain times so that it hits the beat exactly. So there's lots of resources out there. Um, there's many people that post about how to do things, what's trending. Uh, one of my favorite people to follow in terms of Instagram strategy is honestly my, my good friend, Jasmine. I will link to her Instagram page in our show notes. Um, Jasmine's a local influencer. And honestly, she's, she's a really friggin' great influencer. And she's a content creator as well as a business owner. Um, and Jasmine posts on a weekly basis what's trending on Instagram in terms of sound. So she's a really good person to follow specifically for for reels and real strategy. Um, yeah, so that's I find that even following like I follow a lot of the um, scheduling software yes, accounts like, like later, later and later is really good with yeah. posting tips and tricks on how to do reels. They just did. That's where I actually saw um, the the preview of the new timeline scroll that's looking like TikTok is mm-hmm. later had seen the the meta or the beta version. And yeah. she was explaining how to, because if you are posting um, static photos or images yeah. on, t- on TikTok, on Instagram, in the new timeline feed, they will actually look like they're going to be um, what, 19 by six like in a, like a right. TikTok feed. So your yeah. photos are going to be all wonky. And she was explaining how to now like sort of redo, rejig your static images. So they fit in the new Instagram feed. I mean, it all looked a little complicated. I'm sure it's not going to be as complicated um, once it's rolled out, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge shift for people because the entire look mm-hmm. of Instagram is changing. The entire way that you've used Instagram is probably going to change. But that doesn't mean you have to throw the entire bathtub out with the bathwater because probably eight times out of 10, what you're doing on Instagram now will work in the new the new Instagram or whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. And you may have to just make some adjustments. But again, don't think that like when this all rolls out that you have to be at the front of the line with all of these changes made because that's not realistic. And Ultimately, Instagram is going to make adjustments and change this stuff as they move along anyway. So yeah, yeah just go get back to the original comments that, that, that Dakota made earlier about being authentic and figuring out why you're on this anyway yeah. um, and why, you, why you're posting to Instagram and why, you're, why you think your audience mm-hmm. needs to see you on Instagram because those are other conversations too as to like, does everybody need to be on social? I don't know. But no, I don't think that they do, honestly. I really yeah. don't. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And the other thing, too, that I think really gets people down, and it's something I still push because it's never fun to, to know you have to post or to think you have to post or to be pressured. And you're sitting there for half an hour to an hour figuring out what to do. Then you finally figure it out, and then suddenly you've lost two hours. I do really still think that having a posting and creation schedule is important. And I do encourage people to look at things within like 30 days. So if you're planning out June, you know, you should be kind of... Well, actually, you should have had that done by now. If you're planning out July, you should really, you know, in the next couple of weeks here, 
um, especially at the beginning of June, be looking at, well, what, what can I do in July for my content? And you're not going to have everything pre-baked and you shouldn't really have a pre-baked strategy. But what you should have is almost a skeleton calendar of ideas that you have, especially since everything's pretty video-based now. And the other thing you can do if you have the time and you can stand a half day of video and taping, or maybe your brand doesn't need to be up to the minute, is you can do a bulk taping of reels or video for yourself. And then also do stuff as you go, right? And just have that stuff ready to go in your phone or in your scheduling software. And that way you have a plan, you understand how you're going to be executing on your social media for that month. Um, If you're super busy, you can even do three-month snapshots. I've done three-month snapshots for some clients and it works great for some brands. But the biggest thing is... And the thing that I wanted to talk to Alyssa about because we always push this is how do you harness your overall marketing strategy though and reignite your why within that and then translate that into social media? Alyssa, do you want to shed some light onto the social media as a tactic piece? Yes. Um, Social media is a tactic. I know some social media people will be screaming at their iPhones or whatever right now, but it is. Uh, PR, social media, content, all of those things, websites are all tactics. They're all pieces of information that you are putting together that build your brand. Now, if each one of those things, social, content, website, presentations, like whatever your pieces of content, pieces of tactical content are, don't have, aren't cohesive and don't have an overarching goal to your business, then you're also wasting your time. So for if your social media, being that we're talking about social today, if your social media has a look and feel and you as the business owner are the face of it and you as the business owner are sort of um, getting into the reels and all those sorts of fun things on social because you're interested in that and you like all the the cool fun things that, that Instagram is doing right now. But your business model and your business objectives are more traditional and conservative and your clients and your audience is more older or 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 has more of a conservative view on on the world what you're doing on social is really just your fun time it is it is making no it is making no headway for your business because none of those things can are connected so that's the first thing i tell everyone is that your social media is just a piece of the larger goals and marketing of your business. And if you don't have a full social marketing plan that includes social and content and your website and speaking opportunities or whatever other pieces um, go, and you don't have specific goals for those things individually that then tie to your overarching business goals, all of this is a total waste of time. And... I hate to say that to people because I know that you've invested money and effort and all those things. And some some website person came and told you you needed this grandiose website that like does fireworks or whatever. But no, it's not converting on anything because it's not uh, it doesn't reflect your brand or your business. That's where I would come in because you can't. I see more small business owners spinning their wheels because they're dealing with multiple different people and uh, they have a web person that's come in and told them this and a social person that's come in and told them this, but no one's actually bringing anybody together and be like, wait a minute, 
none of these things connect. Yeah. And they need to connect. They have to connect. If they don't connect, then you are wasting money. And sorry to tell you that, but it's true. And so if you're in this midst and, and, and these, these changes to social media are making you already anxious or already wanting to rethink or, or, or take some time to, to visualize your why and why you're doing this at all, then take 10 steps back and go back to the beginning and do a fulsome like 360 view as to how all of your marketing initiatives are working. And if they're working together and they're getting you to a goal or they're all independently mishmashed and you've got somebody working on your website and somebody's doing your social and someone's writing your content, but you have no idea what any of those people are doing and they are not talking to one another. No. You better like get control, stop everything. Take a step back, take some, take three or four months. If you're not on social for three or four months, no one's going to die. No, it's fine. And you just reevaluate and restart. Sorry to interrupt, but I can't even believe that's like a comment we have to make these days. But that's how it's, that's life now. It's crazy. But yeah, you guys can take a break from social to get your, your wheels straightened out. And all of your vendors within your marketing umbrella should be communicating. Honestly, even if you work within a government relations, actually, well, this is, that's, that's probably pretty... Never mind. I'm I'm kind of confusing you guys now. But like even your PR arm of things should be communicating with your social people because influencer relations, um, you know, media opportunities, all of these people need to be communicating. Your web developer especially needs to be communicating with your social person every now and again. If anything, they should meet because there's going to be probably like five things that your social person is going to need from your web developer and vice versa. Like even installing pixel code for retargeting with Facebook ads is something that you're going to be asking from your social and your web developer. So these people need to know each other. They need to come together in a room at least once. They need to have each other's contact information and they need to know what's going on. And that's why when somebody like Alyssa comes in and does an overall bigger picture strategic direction of things, that's why that's important. Because she's the one saying, okay, we need X, Y, Z. And this is how much it's going to cost. These people are all combined. And that's the, the kinds of business models that Alyssa and I strive to have is more collaborative community than just like sitting as a standalone or having 12 randos working on, under us. Um, it's important to have that community and people that you trust. And even though we do this for a living and this is our job, we always don't fit with every client that we work with, or we don't always fit with um, their direction or their morals or their values. And, and feel free to fire your external people. Like, don't feel that because you hired X person as your social or or that your web person is the friend of so-and-so that you now feel stuck with them. No. no. If anyone is not working for you and anyone is not um, understanding that they're servicing you and not the yeah. other way around, yeah. then feel free to house clean. And sometimes that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, if you've worked with people for a long time and people are getting complacent, and um, you're feeling that you're having to babysit or that you're that you're 
voice is not being heard and and that you're they're telling you what to do yeah time to say goodbye yeah the other thing is um yeah like I I think two really good points I kind of want to leave you with as we wrap up here that Alyssa kind of mentioned as well is after a long period of time, you know, it might be time to bring some fresh blood in. And that's totally cool. Like, I think Alyssa actually has this great, I don't know if it's a rule necessarily, but you had mentioned to me once that at about the five-year mark, you kind of look at client relationships and say, okay, like, have I done everything that I can here? Is it maybe time to bring in some fresh blood? Like, we're not staying at a job past five years because maybe it's time for a new experience. I think we hold on to things as human beings, because of ego, we hold on to things because of emotion and we don't grow when we hold on to things. Nobody grows. So if you don't feel like you're growing, that's a sign to let it go. And there's been many a times where I've had to let go of clients or clients have had to let go of me. And it's Mm -hmm. never a bad experience ever. I can honestly say one of the proudest things or one of the things I'm most proud of within my business over the last six years is I've never had a hostile, bad situation break up with a client. It's always been, you know, thank you so much, honoring the time we've had together, and then parting ways. Um, and I think that's a great kind of just general way to lead your relationships within business and otherwise. Yeah. And if you're doing this for yourself and you're you're the person that's doing all of these things, you're your own social person and you're your own web person and you're your own whatever. Yeah. Maybe you also need to step back and think that and realize that maybe you need some help. Because Absolutely. Again, everyone can't do everything. Yeah. One of the things, one of the rules um, I'll kind of say is my last thing here that I made for myself when I opened Social Centric and Company was that I needed to understand the basics of something, if not understand understand it entirely as much as I possibly could before passing it off to someone else. So for instance, I with my account with my bookkeeping and my accounting within my business, I taught myself QuickBooks and double entry accounting. Um, I did it for the first three, four years. And then, you know, I didn't have time anymore. And my time was then more valuable doing other things. So I said, okay, I understand how this works enough to be able to pass it off to somebody else to know that they're going to do a good job. So I would say if you're wondering what that benchmark looks like, you know, learn as much as you can about social. It's always changing. So you're not going to know everything. But if you don't have time anymore, then that's when you would potentially hire a management company or a social manager. Yeah. Yeah, my my adage is, is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Yes. And as you get busier, you know, your time becomes more valuable elsewhere and your time almost becomes a currency. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to look at that. But anyways, we loved uh, chatting with you guys today and we hope again, we hope you had a great long weekend. Um and we look forward to bringing a guest onto the next episode of Ladies Who Watch. See Bye, you everyone. soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.